You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode number 1268. It's not the fear of failure. It's the fear of success just yeah. because you don't know what the next steps are. Yeah. That's why it's so important to squat up, to find your tribe, to find people that are doing this business so that you can ask those questions and feel confident. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I'm your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, Mr. Talk to People. The guest that I have on the podcast today is doing everything backwards. He came right out of the gate. He found out about wholesaling real estate. And in his first year, he did over $200,000. And then he went and got a full-time nine-to-five job. If it sounds crazy to you, it also sounds crazy to me, but we're going to unpack everything because he's got a unique ability to find really, really great deals, really great land deals, and we're going to break it all down and really pick his brain and find out how we can go and implement that into our businesses, into our markets as well. It is my pleasure to bring on Corey Hayden from Houston. Corey. That's me. Welcome. How are you doing? Well, first of all, thank you for your service. You're a five-year Marine. Yeah, Once yeah. a Marine, always a Marine. That's what they right? say. That's what they say. That's awesome. And you got into this industry from uh, listening to Max Maxwell, my friend Max Maxwell. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Yep. Kind of just stumbled across it on YouTube. I don't really know how, to be honest. I don't know what the algorithm had in mind for me, but right. uh, stumbled across Max Maxwell, went down the rabbit hole of wholesaling, found you. Um, and then, yeah, within days, I mean, literally days, I was like trying to figure out how to pull a list and, and cold call. So. You, you just knew. Yeah, I was like, well, if uh, if this is as easy as they make it seem on YouTube, I should be able to make some phone calls and figure something out. And and I did. I just jumped in. Well, so. well, let's talk about that because it's it's not easy. It's simple. It's simple, but it's not easy. It's not easy, right? Yeah. It's conversations, having quality conversations with people that have personal problems with their property, with yeah. distressed property owners, mm-hmm. and and making offers. Yeah, conversations absolutely. and offers. That's what we talk about a lot. I'm sure people are sick of me saying conversations and offers, but it's the absolute core of our business. That's all and it if, is. And if you keep that in mind, you don't have to overthink and get stuck in the education loop. And you can go out and take action. Yeah, absolutely. Which you did. Yeah. I have a funny story actually about that. I, I started cold calling, like I said, within a couple of days and I didn't plan for anybody to say yes. So the first guy that said yes, he would consider a cash offer. I hung up on him. I didn't even <laughs> right. know what to do. I hung up on him because I didn't know what to, I got so nervous. I hung up on him and I kind of had to like compose myself and I called him back and then uh, I went on, ended up going on an appointment, you know, an unqualified appointment. Uh-huh. The houses definitely were cash offer type houses. There was two of them. Uh, it didn't work out, but I learned a lot. So, well, listen, the, the first time you get that first yes, then you realize, oh, wait, this is just the start. Yeah. There's like 16 other steps that I need to take to get, you know, this all the way through and done and get paid on it and make it a a huge blessing for the seller and a huge blessing for the buyer. But yeah, it truly is. I can't tell you how many people, it's not the fear of failure. It's the fear of success just because you don't know what the next steps are. That's why it's so important to squat up, to find your tribe 
to find people that are doing this business so that you can ask those questions and feel confident. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. I yeah. hired him, uh, not hired. I mean, I got a mentor too in Houston yeah. once I found somebody and, and things went, you know, different directions. So being a part of like TTP and having someone right there in Houston, oh, it's amazing. you know, with me, it was like, it was a game changer. How did you find the person in Houston? Because that, I think that was something that really tripped me up for a long time was I felt like if I went and I started, if I wanted to start a relationship with somebody that was like a millionaire, a real estate millionaire yeah. that they would just blow me off or I wouldn't provide any value to them or I wouldn't be able to like, you know, I felt like real needy and I didn't want to feel needy. So how do you do that and yeah. not get into that gimme, gimme, gimme type of relationship? Yeah. So I didn't have any idea at the time, but like I knew that bandit signs, you know, in the area were like local wholesalers. So I started calling some of the bandit signs um, and I had a couple of people that basically were like, no, dude, like, no, you know, essentially. And I ended up linking up with one guy and I just asked if we could go out for lunch. Um, and he said, yeah. And I, of course, offered to pay for lunch. And uh, he essentially was like, hey, man, if you if you read these two books, which was like Rich Dad and mm -hmm. like Think and Grow Rich, yeah. um, we can we'll talk, you know, and I was like, well, I already read those. And yeah. I did. I had read both of them at the time. And it kind of just formed into this partnership. Honestly, I think once he saw that I was serious, you know, because I was cold calling every day, I was coming to him with questions saying, hey, I got this lead. I got this person, this house, you know, what do I do? And then he was like, okay, I mean, this guy's for real. Like he's serious, you know, Love it. Um, we ended up actually ended up forming a partnership together and I was cold calling for him and he was handling Dispo and we made, I mean, that was my first year, you know, in the business ended up. Well, it's amazing what happens when somebody can guide you through that, those first few deals for sure. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I remember I was in a brokerage meeting because I have a real estate license and I was in a brokerage meeting in 2013, maybe 14. And Brian North, the owner of the company was talking about uh, calling for rent by owners. Yeah. Right. Just off of Craigslist or off of uh, Zillow. The Facebook marketplace really wasn't a, a place to find it there, but you could, certainly can now. But I would call, I kept calling these for rent by owners. And I talked to this guy, Stan, and Stan owned like 80 properties. And I was like, how do you do this? And he's like, come on, I'll, yeah, you know, I'll take you to coffee. School. Yeah. Like the for rent, but the, the people that are still doing the property management and they own a bunch of properties, yeah. they love real estate. State. They love talking about it. Right. So, I mean, that's a tip for anybody that's out there looking to find somebody that's actually a real estate investor. Call the four rent by owners and see if you could take them out for uh, lunch or coffee or something and see yeah. if they're open to it. And it sounds it's kind of the same you know technique that you use to start yeah. building that local relationship. Yeah. That's and we're awesome. still working together to this day. I still take them land deals every now and then and say, hey, like, got a weird situation here. What do I do with it? Or, you know, hey, can you comp this for me just to double check my numbers? And yeah. So why do you have a job? Like, like, what are you doing? Well, like, we're entrepreneurs. Like the yeah. last thing we want is somebody to control our time, to control our schedule. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a full-time police officer. I wanted to be a police officer ever since I got out of the military. Um, I had some setbacks and some hurdles to get over, uh, to get hired. And it, it took me from, you know, 2018 to up until the beginning of 2022 to get hired. Um, and I was flipping land from late 2020 up until that point. But it's just something I wanted to do. The higher calling, I guess we'll say, the sense of purpose and fulfillment, that kind of stuff. Um, real estate's cool. I, I mean, I really enjoy real estate. But I think you've said it before. It's kind of like a vessel, right? It's mm -hmm. it's not necessarily my purpose, but it is the vessel, I think, to get me yep. somewhere else. And the policing thing is just uh, something that I enjoy so What far. does it fulfill? It fulfills, it fulfills your need to to give back, to protect the community, to like, where, yeah, those what, things, what is that? those things. And there's like a, there's a camaraderie, I think that comes along with being a, 
a police officer. I mean, it was definitely prevalent in the military. Um, and when I got out of the military, I definitely struggled a little bit with the whole, like, uh, I guess, sense of belonging and sure. feeling lonely. But uh, there is some some parts of policing as well that are, are very similar to the military, and I just enjoy it. And again, like we were just talking before this, the the salary. I mean, I know you hear it all the time. People say, hey, like, get out of your nine to five as quick as possible. But I'm telling you, there there are benefits to having a salary sure. to put into a business. I mean, it, it doesn't even have to be real estate. You know what I mean? But having a decent salary uh, has allowed me, even since I've been on, just to take more risk with real estate. I mean, I can spend more money on marketing. Mm-hmm. I can buy more properties because I buy, you know, my land uh, with my own cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can just throw money at stuff, honestly. So how do you balance... You know, the time, I mean, obviously I don't think that you're, you're taking calls from leads while you're on the clock. So you have to kind of balance that type of thing. Right. And so how do you find that balance? So I send direct mail and I mostly mail in Houston. And I'm sure if there's anyone out there who knows anything about Houston, it's a pretty competitive market. Even though I'm going after land, it's still very competitive. There's a lot of, you know, up and coming developing areas in Houston. Uh, I guess what I'm getting at is you have to send a lot of mail to get any normal amount of phone calls. So I don't, I don't get hundreds of phone calls. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, and I get three days off every week from the PD anyway. Um, so Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and then Friday up until about 8 PM, I can take calls. So, I mean, I have a lot of time to answer the phone. Sure. And if I don't answer, which is rare, people usually leave voicemails Mm -hmm. because I do have my voicemail set up that says, Hey, like if you're calling about a property, leave your name. And then I just call them right back. And it, it really isn't a problem so far. I've noticed pretty good at getting back with people. Do you have, do you have to time your mail so that you get more? Because my experience with mail, we send out a bunch and within the first 24 to 48 hours of sending it out, we'd get the bulk of the calls. Yeah. I mean, are you timing it for your days off? I am. Yeah. It's about, so I use click to mail. Yeah. Uh, click to mail.com. I send postcards. I do my whole month's mail all at once. One setting. I send out about 4,000 postcards mm. on, usually I do it on Saturdays or maybe Fridays. And then I'm getting phone calls come Tuesday, yeah, Wednesday. And yeah. that's when you get the bulk of the calls. I'm off. I've had some sleep. And I'm just sitting at home waiting for the calls. Why postcards and not letters? That could be a lengthy question. But for, let's just say Houston, again, being like a competitive market, the land isn't... Uh, you're not really finding land for 25 cents on the dollar in Houston. Letters and like blind offers is, in my opinion, for more like rural, mm-hmm. vacant, like cheaper stuff. Yes. In Houston, I've noticed that you have to just put something in front of them to start a conversation. And I feel like if I can get on the phone with them, it's usually, you know, it's better that way to, to go from there. Plus, most of my offers start at 50% yeah. in Houston. And that for a lot of land people, that's like, whoa, that's that's high. You know, but in Houston, you can offer 60%, 70% and still make crazy fees. So with land, at least. Amazing. Yeah. We're going to unpack that. I just want to kind of clarify something that you said there. A lot of training that I've been through, that my my company has been through, that Jeremy, my disposition manager, has been through with land is go after rural land that is behind in property taxes, send them an offer. Yeah. Literally just send them an offer. You take offer. you take the the tax assessed value, you go to 10% of the tax assessed value, and you just send out offers. Yeah. And by the way, people would sign these offers and send them back to us. Yeah. And then we'd start the process of building relationship with them and seeing what's going on. It works. It, it definitely works. But in our business, we were making like $500 a deal, yeah, $700 a deal, which is still good money, mm-hmm. but you have to do a tremendous amount of volume. Our average deal size, income-wise, gross for a wholesale deal is 
$35,000 this year. So you got to do 70 of those deals. It's not worth it. And it's just, it really is a lot, you know, a lot more work to be able to do it, but it is a good technique. If somebody just wants to add two, three, $4,000 to their income a month, it's a really great option to be able to do that. And there's uh, Brent Bowers is absolutely incredible. Who's on this podcast and can explain all that to anybody. I mean, he's the, he's the land master, but how do you do it? So you send out the postcards. Are these in areas that are closer to town? These are in like the path of progress. Yeah. So in Houston specifically, because I recently did branch out to some other markets but in Houston specifically, since I live there, I think I have a leg up because I, I understand where people are moving, the cool neighborhoods, the trendy areas. I am picking, essentially, I'm just getting on the MLS. Honestly, I'm getting on the MLS and I'm looking at zip codes specifically where I know there's gentrification or a lot of new development, stuff like that. For me, it's really just about market value. I'm, I'm trying to pick area where the market value on certain size properties is, let's just say, in the ballpark of $50,000, because if I cut that in half, I can make a $25,000 offer and then buy it. And then fl- I know I can sell it for, for the, its full market value, yeah. usually. So yeah. for, for me, it's just picking an area where the market value is something affordable for me, where I can cut the offers in half and go with that. And you buy them. I buy them with my own You're money. actually flipping them. Yes. So you're not just assigning. I assign some. Okay. If, like if the numbers, like if I get like a, I mean, I'll just make up a number, I guess. If a property's worth uh, $120,000, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really want to tie up $60,000 of my own money. I'll lock it up under an option you know, like a 90 day option or something and double close it or assign it. Yeah. You'll assign the option. Uh, when you say option, you mean purchase contract? Yeah. I'll use a purchase contract and I'll just, it's really simple. I'll just say, Hey, Mr. Seller, I'll do uh, if you give me three months to sell your property, I'll put up $500 option yeah. money. But if I don't, you can keep, if I don't sell it, you can keep my money. You know what I mean? My 500 bucks. That's usually if I'm very confident that I can move the deal. Um, and then I'll either just double close it, mm-hmm. you know, just pay the extra closing costs or I'll, once I do find a buyer, I'll then go back and have the seller sign you know, the contract and then yeah. I'll assign it and no money out of pocket, just to sign. Yeah. So are you putting it under an option contract or are you just doing a regular purchase, regular agreement purchase agreement with earnest, with money? An earnest money and an option money? Yeah. You're doing earnest and option. I do both. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it makes people, I think it makes uh, your common everyday sellers more comfortable. I mean, but to be honest, I've never even had anybody question me about earnest money. Right. No one's ever even said, well, you're only putting up 10 bucks or right. 20 bucks or, you know, yeah. no one ever says anything. So, But your option money is 500? It depends on the deal. Sometimes I'll offer a hundred or 200. Okay. If it's a good deal, I think yeah. I'll offer something more like 500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Why land? Uh, it's easier. So again, I mean, I, I don't want to, I guess, um, make people think that it's like a cakewalk and anybody can do it. We were having this conversation before, you know, mm-hmm. it's simple, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that with land, uh, you don't have the after repair value. You don't have the the calculations on repairs. You don't have contractors and lock boxes. And with sellers, you don't have usually like an emotional attachment right. to the land. Right. It's, it's just... Usually this is how it goes. Hey, Corey, I got your letter or I got your postcard. I inherited that piece of land 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm behind on my taxes. I'm never going to do anything with it. You know, what will you pay me? Like, just what will you pay me? Yeah. So it's just, it's simple, much more simple. And where are you pulling your lists from of these lots? So I've been using ListSource. I've really, I've really never used it. I mean, I have used other list providers, sure, but I have found that ListSource data Mm -hmm. is the most up-to-date and accurate. It's fantastic. It is. I mean, I think it's 20% better than the other data providers, the batch leads or the prop streams. Um, but it's more expensive. 
I mean, you get the discount. I get the discount. Rhino Tribe. Excellent. It is excellent. Which is, you know, you get it at three cents instead of like nine cents an address, um, which really helps out. But it's 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 phenomenal data. Yeah, I've pulled data from PropStream Mm -hmm. um, and like niche lists from other people, and I've gotten very, I've seen outdated data with list source. I mean, I I closed on properties in my LLC and then pulled data, and like I'm in that data as the owner, and I'm like, wow, that was quick, real fast. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, they do a phenomenal job. And I think, you know, a lot of people get their data from the same source, but it's yeah. it's not as fast. That's what I mean by 20%. It's like 20% faster data, yeah. which is really, you know, in in our business, time kills all deals. So the yeah. faster you can get to it, the better. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. So you're sending out these 4,000 every single month. From those 4,000 postcards, how many calls do you typically get? Yeah. So it really just depends. Um, if I pick, I guess we'll call them hotter zip codes, you know, mm-hmm. the more competitive zip codes, it's less, Sure. you know, um, if I venture out into a new area, you know, an hour outside of the city, but still within driving distance, I mean, it's more usually, but man, if I had to put a number on it, I'd say on average, if I send out 4,000 postcards, I'm getting in the ballpark of 30, 35 calls, which isn't a lot. And, you know, I mean, when you do the math on that percentage wise, it's very low. Yeah. Um, but all it takes is one. And that's what how I always many, tell Yeah. How many of those calls are actual leads? I rarely have people call just to say, hey, take me off your list. I mean, most people who call off of a postcard are actually somewhat interested in selling. For land. For land. It's different land. with houses. Different, very it's different. way different yeah. for houses. I'll yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like 90, listen to me, 90% of calls that you get when you send it to single family houses or townhouses or, you know, residential improved properties, they come back, take me off your list. Yeah. So sending it to land. It's a lot different. It's a lot, but with your schedule, it's efficient. This yeah. is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's simple. Um, it's because that's 4,000 postcards for a month. Mm-hmm. So you're getting 30 calls. Is it spaced out each week? Do you spend a thousand, send out a thousand, or are you just sending all I send 4, all four thousand at once? And yeah. like you said, I'll, I'll get the bulk of the phone calls um, that first the first few days. Yeah, you know, once the mail hits mailboxes and people are coming home from work and they're getting that postcard, that's when I get the majority of the calls, and then the rest trickle in over the month. You know, so awesome. I'll have days where I don't get calls. You know what I mean? But then I'm just doing follow up and combing through my my data, essentially going, well, who can I touch bases with? Yeah. Who I haven't spoken with that kind of stuff. Who's buying these deals? Who buys land deals? Because that's that's really the, the the toughest part. You know, when you go with land, the sellers are easier to work with, but the the buyers are really the tougher ones to find because there's a smaller pool of buyers that want to develop land than there is people that just want to do their first fix and flip yeah. or that have a fix and flip company. So, so I would almost debate that to be honest with okay. you. I would say because I sell all of my deals on the MLS. Um, uh, I do. I have an agent. He'll list my right. he'll list my properties for me. But I think there's a psychology mm-hmm. that comes along with uh, land ownership. Like your everyday average person out there, all walks of life, wherever they're from, you know, whatever they have this idea about. I guess the American dream, which is property ownership, sure. you know, building, owning property, essentially. Yeah. A lot of people have this idea that they're going to buy land and build on it. I mean, a lot of people. If they ever do that, that's one thing. But I mean, I've got the land for them to buy and they'll buy it now. So I sell 98% of my land to non-developer builder. Yeah. I mean, they're just everyday people that mm-hmm. go, you know what? I think I want to build a house here someday or I want it to put a tent on it and take my kids fishing or whatever. And that's it. I mean, they're retail buyers. So, yeah. 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 I forgot that you're not 
sending it to like a cash buyer database. No, you're not just, at all. You're closing on it and putting it on the MLS, yeah. which we're doing that with properties, any properties. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, we're we're doing that a lot. We're we're closing on them, and we'll we'll send it out to our list. At the price that we want, if we can't sell, we'll put it on the MLS. Yeah, cash buyers and well, we in, usually sell it. Yeah, investors want discounts. Yeah, and I don't like giving discounts. Right, I want to sell it for its full market value. Love it. So yeah, so let's break down a deal. Oh man! All right, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, so usually, you know, people say it's their first deal. Yeah, my first deal was actually a wholesale deal. It was a house. Yeah, I wholesale the house when I was on the program. Yeah, it took me four months to get that one. Wasn't good. It was only 5,000 bucks, but it still kind of opened my eyes and said, okay, this is real. Yeah. Um, you know, you can make money doing this. I spent no money out of pocket the whole nine. My second deal is what like changed the trajectory, I think, forever. Yeah. You know, with uh, wholesaling and land flipping, whatever. It was a land deal. It was my first land deal. It was a cold call. So I was cold calling. I had Mojo Dialer. I was yep. spending three to five hours a day on the dialer. Hundreds of dials, well, thousands really, lots of conversations, whatever. Got this lead, came in, uh, cold called her, an assistant, some guy's assistant answered the phone. It was an LLC. Because yeah. at the time I was calling LLCs. And she said, Oh, well, Mr. So and so might be interested in selling that property. You know, can you come up with a number? And I thought, Sure. I, I was really skeptical. I was like, This isn't going to go anywhere, but whatever. I sent it to my mentor and said, Hey, this assistant answered. She wants an offer. My mentor is the one that came up with the offer. I didn't even do the research. He yeah. came up with the offer. I called back the next day, made the offer. She said, okay, let me give it to Mr. So-and-so. Um, she did that and uh, he accepted it. And I was in my head still, I was like, the wheels were starting to turn. You know, I was like, this is kind of crazy. It's too but, easy. Yeah, because I knew the numbers. You yeah. Know? Um, and I thought, what in the world? So my partner, my mentor typed up the agreement, sent it, and he signed it within like five minutes. I mean, it was quick. And again, I was like, this is crazy. I don't see where this is going to go anywhere, but whatever. The numbers are, are this. So we contracted the property for $75,000 mm-hmm. and we had a piece a, of land, a piece of land. It's an acre and a half commercial lot mm. uh, in Southeast Houston. It'd be perfect for like a gas station. How did, how did that end up on your list? Because my mentor actually wasn't wholesaling houses. He right. was doing land. He kept pushing for me the whole time to call a land list. Yeah. He'd been wholesaling land in Houston for 10 years. And I was like, okay, I'll call this land list, you know. But a commercial lot? Yeah, commercial lot in Southeast Houston, acre and a half. So we contracted it for 75000 mm-hmm. and my mentor said, it's easily worth one seventy-five. And I was like, no way, whatever. You know, we're, even if you think it's worth that, we're not going to sell it for that. So he actually ended up buying it with hard money. He closed on He was that confident. I wasn't. Yeah. But uh, he texted me actually right after the guy signed the contract. And I'll never forget it because he texted me verbatim. He said, you're going to make somebody's salary on this deal. And that's what he said. Yeah. And I was like, no way. Dude, yeah. Whatever. And uh, less than a month later, we sold it for 175. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we agreed to, well, I agreed to a 60%, 40% split. Sure. So he got 60, I got 40 because yeah. he ate the hard money costs. Yeah. And Stuff like that. So in total, he got a a forty one thousand dollar check, and then I drove to the title company to pick up my twenty seven thousand dollar check. Awesome! And it was crazy. Awesome! Come on, ring yeah. that victory oh, bell. Come I've on! I've been waiting for this one. You got to ring oh, harder than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Congratulations! Yeah, I appreciate it. How'd that feel? It felt good. Yeah, it felt really good. I actually like paused in the uh, the title company parking lot. And I was just looking at that check and it said $27,350. And I, I called my wife actually. And I was like, dude, I just made $27,000. You know, it was crazy. It was nuts. Were you shaking? Yeah. I was really like, I couldn't believe it. You know? Right. I was like, because in total, like 
No, no joke. I probably spent, man, if I had to guess, less than two hours on the deal. I mean, right. a couple phone calls, waiting on some signatures, and then just waiting for it to sell. Listen, the deal of a lifetime comes around once a week. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. I mean, it, it really does. An old Dolph DeRoos quote. I mean, it's absolutely incredible what happens. And all you did was pick up the phone and call somebody and ask them if they would consider an offer on their piece of land. Yeah, that was it. Not even that. You talked to the assistant. Yes, I never talked to the owner. What? Never talked to the actual. I don't even know who he is. Yeah, no idea. Oh, my gosh. I love this business. Just like that, right? I mean, it, it can happen just like that. Anybody that's out there and you're feeling, you know, frustrated by talking to thousands of people and hundreds of people yeah. and whatever, you come across these. It's inevitable. It will happen. Yeah. Inevitable is a good way to put it. It really mm -hmm. is. If you get on the phone every day or if you send out mail every week, you're going to get that person that calls and just says, hey, man, like, I'll take anything. I don't even care. I mean, I've had people give me land for free. Yeah. That's worth money. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. We've had people deed over land several times. I mean, yeah. We didn't make much from it, but it was free. Yeah. The return on investment was nice. Yeah. I made 21,000 on one recently where a guy wanted to give it to me for free, for free. Yeah. I paid him 5,000 just out of good conscience. Sure. Of course. And I flipped it a week later yeah. for 29,000. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's out there. You just got to talk. So to what's your goal with real estate? I mean, you love the camaraderie, you love your community and the, as uh, in law enforcement, as a police officer, you've got, I mean, it's not an easy job. No, sure. no, not at all. I mean, all. I think, and, and this is just my opinion, I think nurses and police officers see people at their absolute worst, Yeah, you know, absolutely. on their worst day. And I have so much respect for everybody, but especially people that decide they want to serve in nursing and in and, and law enforcement. But I mean, you could make a whole, your whole salary yeah. on one deal. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, you know, I just dealt with this knucklehead and this, you know, crazy person and yeah. this situation and these things. Uh, yeah, and what you, am I doing? Yeah. Oh, Does well, that ever run through your head? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I closed a, a deal a month ago, you know, it was a, a $24,000 assignment, you know, mm -hmm. no money out of pocket, the whole nine. And I, I thought the same thing. And I thought, man, I got to go to work tomorrow, you know, and it's, it's rough. But again, you know, to circle back, you know, having the income allows me to be more risk averse sure. and do more. But uh, I guess my goal with real estate long term is obviously the cash flow, you know, buy rentals. I was just having a conversation a minute ago, like wholesaling is cool and land flipping is cool, uh, but it's all transactional. I yep. have to work for every single deal, That's right. you know, especially when I'm, you're a one man show. I'm like, I got to get some money coming in every month, you know, on its own. So I, I want to jump right into multifamily. Mm -hmm. uh, but to be honest, I just got to stop being scared and do it. It's like, sure. it's one of those uh, information overload things. Like I know what to do. Yeah. I just haven't taken that first step. So my goal, I guess, for this year, hopefully by the end of this year would be like buy a duplex, triplex or a fourplex. I love it. Yeah. You gonna buy it cash? No, I'm gonna keep my cash. Get some leverage. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna leverage it. Mm -hmm. uh, get a loan and maybe put down twenty percent, something like that. But what's the big goal? I mean, do you want to have a big portfolio? Is that the you look no. forward five, ten, fifteen, twenty years? Yeah, I guess big goal long term would just be a, a comfortable portfolio. I, I don't have this dream of owning you know billions of real estate or anything like that. I think for me, it's a, a freedom of time and choice kind of lifestyle, you know? So if I can get, I don't know, 10 duplexes or yeah. 10 uh, quads or something, and that provides that kind of lifestyle, uh, then that's it. Perfect. I mean, yeah, I'm not looking for for anything crazy. I love it. 
That's it. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. How can people get a hold of you? How can they reach out, connect with you in Houston or around the, the, the country? Or maybe there's some Marines that are listening to this <laughs> and they want to know if this, you know, what's, what's under the hood when it comes yeah. to being a real estate entrepreneur. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instagram. I'm, I'm really big on Instagram. I actually, I wish I'd have started two and a half years ago when mm-hmm. I joined TTP and, and started documenting my journey from the get go. But Instagram, uh, it's going to be at flipping some land. That's flipping no G on the end. Some S O M E and then land. Um, and I post all like land related content, uh, wholesaling, flipping. Recently, I started doing like seller finance land deals to acquire cash flow through land. Sure. Um, so yeah, just hit me up on Instagram. I do calls, like consult calls. You know, ask me any questions and go from there. Awesome. Well, give if somebody called you up on a consult call and said, "Hey, I'm just getting started. What should I do first? Yeah, first step I would say would just be to. Uh, I mean, it, it sounds a little vague, but I would say to start watching some content on YouTube because you get the people that do call and say, "Hey, I literally just found this out. What do I do? Okay, sure. you got to watch some content. You got to you know become familiar with some of the terminology and and the basic gist and the concept. But honestly, I say just jump in and jumping in is spending some money on mail or buying a list and getting on the phone and hand dialing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't even have Mojo. I, I was hand dialing at first, like hand dialing every phone number. Um, it's just taking action. Awesome. Call, you know, fumble your way through the phone calls, sure. mess stuff up. Massive, imperfect yeah, action. That's it. That's it. Right. Corey, thank pre- you so much for being on here. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. That is awesome. Me. We'll put your uh, your Instagram handle on, in the show notes and uh, absolutely incredible. I mean, literally, you started in 2020 and have been off and running. And in three years with nobody, I assume, in your background, in your life being really big real estate entrepreneurs, you've blazed your own path and and done an incredible job. And you keep uh, serving, one, the community and law enforcement, but also... As a real estate investor, you're, you're double dipping, man. I am double dipping. <laughs> get on you. I tell people you can learn anything on YouTube. Yeah. You can learn anything on That's YouTube. It. So get on YouTube. That's it. Well, listen, step number one is you got to pick your tribe. You got to be around people. Don't be an island by yourself. Number two, pick a model, mm-hmm. right? Everything's already done. Everything's already laid out. Number three, do your first deal. Yeah. Proof of concept. Number four, do it, do enough, get enough consistency where you can do this business full time. If you choose, if you're not a crazy, (laughs) crazy guy that wants to uh, double serve the community, but uh, go full time. And then, and then the next step is replace yourself in the business. And now you've got an unbelievable asset that you grew that is paying you every single month without you having to work in it. Absolutely. And that's, uh, it's awesome when you get there. Trust me. So that's it. That is our podcast for today. If you're interested, and joining the most proactive community in real estate investing, go to wholesalinginc.com. Check out what it's all about. You are powerful. You are ready to go out there and make an impact in your community. If you need some help with that, some support, and you want to cut to the front of the line and not spend a bunch of years trying to piece this all together, check us out, wholesalinginc.com, wholesalinginc.com. And that is it for our show. We love you guys. We support you guys. Thank you, Corey, for being on here. Thanks Absolutely me, incredible. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll sign off as I always do, encouraging you to go out there and talk to people. Till next time. Love you guys. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.